football, baseball, basketball, anything sports. Auburn's 91.1 FM WEGL presents the scoreboard with your co-hosts, Bay Marks and Jacob Hillman. Your calls are welcomed at 334-844-9345 or follow them on Twitter at Jacob underscore Hillman 3 or at Bay underscore Marks. Now, let's take a look at the scoreboard with Bay and Jacob. Welcome into the scoreboard here on Weagle 91.1 FM. For stream live at WeagleFM.com, I'm Jacob Holmes, sitting alongside Bailey Mark as we for another episode of the scoreboard. And we're just starting to get ramped back up after the break. The last thing we talked about in the first segment, that was a real life stuff, but specific sports today, and specifically the NBA. These last few games in the playoffs have been very exciting. Overall, one of these games that we're about to talk about wasn't so exciting, but we'll, we'll lead off with the first game seven that occurred in the playoffs with the Jazz and Nuggets. 80 to 78, I think someone on Twitter compared it to an SEC Network Wednesday night game, which is pretty much what it was. You know, everyone wins that game expecting. I think I said on that point, getting the first guy to 50 between Murray and Mitchell. And that didn't happen. Jamal Murray was not 100% during the game. Donovan Mitchell tried his hardest to work up in the victory, but it was not enough as the Jazz fell to the Nuggets 80-78. Yeah, watching you mentioned Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell spied out good. Going to. They play on finalizing a max contract 
whenever they came in October. The deal is expected to be worth about $160 million over five years. So they're paying God Mitchell and making sure he goes nowhere in the next few years because I know a lot of teams that would love to have him. And the thing also is he's kind of that guy who they didn't have to bear, but Gobert's not the kind of player to build the team around. If you remember Utah, like four or five years ago, they were struggling in the West, and they were really pushing for a playoff race to head into the title. Now with him, I mean, if I'm the front office of Utah, that's a smart move for me to say. Because that's somebody that you're going to want who's got the while. He's young, he's athletic, he can score. I mean, you look at the talent, you only have 22 points, you also have nine rebounds, so he's He's doing all those things. Okay, you, you got to look at it for the other games, too. Well, I mean, just like Jamal Murray, he didn't really get the, the 50 points. But he had 50 points in two other games this series, so He really was willing that team to almost a series win. I mean, so close. And you could see just how distraught he was at the end of the game. He was on the floor of God. Like, I mean, and they felt that if he did a fantastic job holding that shot for like two seconds, yeah. And Jamal Murray came over and stole it. And they told him, he's going to let it Jamal Murray's going to be a great coach tonight. He's only 24, 25 years old. He's young. Yeah, he's young too. But uh, you're right about the, the Nuggets and the Clippers series. It's going to be interesting with no rest for the Nuggets and the Clippers. They've had the rest and they're looking solid. So we'll, we'll preview that in the next segment. But but the other game seven that we, that we got to talk about last night, the Thunder. And the Rockets. See, in the crazy because both of these games came down to a two-point victory, but this game of this game was way crazier than maybe against Utah and Denver. It's like a big comeback. I mean, what is it in this Scott Foster? He's so my son. Scott Foster said, no, it's my son. Honestly, yeah, pretty much. Like, it just seemed like, I remember in game six, it seemed like James Harden wanted to take over. Yeah. But it seemed like he wanted to take over in this game, and Scott Foster almost would let him. But then, of course, James Harden made a great defensive play. But at the end, let me repeat that. James Harden made a great defensive play. And that's because his offense wasn't really there 100%. He played a little better than the final few minutes. But I mean, they're just playing. He's 2 for 11 for 3. He threw up an awful air ball and a great ball for it. And something that also comes to having played basketball is like, that, as much as I give Harden hate, just because I'm not a big Harden guy, because I like guys that play on both ends before. Great players recognize when they step up on one part of the game when they're five minutes getting into working. Like you just said, his offense is struggling, and he means that if I'm going to make an impact on this game, I might as well put this in the best defensively. And he put a block in at the end of the game to get score. He had an absolutely great game. So I guess it rookie was 30 points to taking that final shot. Honestly, last night, he's probably the guy who wants to take that shot. And it really sucks for Dort because he played such a great game, but we all know what everyone's going to remember. It's him throwing it to James Harden's play. Very, it was not a smart play to see. Now, technically, he was out of bounds. Like, when he was caught at the It didn't matter. If he was in bounds, it would have been even more fiery. Exactly. He still had two, three seconds maybe to turn around and shoot it. Regardless, well, that's what he was even out of the two times. I mean, regardless, OKC had their chance. They can't say they did. Now, if we're going to take a one quick thing as well, this is Paul saying Scott Foster shooting his away game. Honestly, I don't agree with that either. He had another Scott, Scott Foster moment. And he also reminded CP3 about that playoff loss earlier in his career when he was a new one. I think it's very unprofessional. That was super unprofessional. And, you know, it's one of those things where I think Sloan compared it to what Sloan Twitter said 
it's like going to your friend's wedding and be like, yeah, I'll just blast them too. Yes, I mean, I'll say that. I mean, you can't say that. He, he reminded me of that with a very unprofessional report being that two to three days of the wedding that she called because he was trying to choose, but I think Scott Foster thought he was messing with the floor, and he said, don't worry, we'll get somebody to help him do that. That's a quote that she can see that. Yeah. And there's another, <laughs> there's a graphic that ESPN put up about Chris Paul and James Harden playing the game Officiated by Scott Foster. Yeah, losing a streak of eight for Paul and seven for Harden. Uh, they both have below 50% field goal percentage, whatever. And then the foul for game, Paul at 3.4, and the Harden at 4.6. So, it could have gone either way. Yeah. I remember before the game, uh, I made his vlog uh, on Twitter. He's a, he wrote for um, the Action Network. And he, as soon as they put out the appropriate sign, he said, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. So, it's one of those things where he's got that reputation and it sucks that he was the main takeaway from that game. Even though the, the, the game was an ugly ending, but it should have been the takeaway. No, and speaking of the ending, something that we were talking about at our house last night was on the final play from OKC to the Adams play, the whole time out, see what people can do on the play. They don't like to play that set up. They call the final timeout. Set up a play to, I think, SBA was in that ball. And I think they were trying to get to two of the guys that just shot the free throw and missed it. Going on. Yes, so I think they were trying to get it to him. They double teamed him. Stephen Adams was top of the key right there in the lane. It was wide open. The only person that was coming to that was more worried about um, um, who was it. It was somebody else on the other side of the Schroeder. Schroeder. Schroeder was on the other side of the three point line. So I think he was more concerned about him than Adams. All uh, Alexander had to be concerned about Stephen Adams, which Yeah, 
Twitter before Andrew Butler gets bad with the left hand and Yana calls back. I don't really have an opinion right there because I don't know what to think about it. But for all the Jimmy Butler had to make uh, at least one or two free throws with nobody on the floor. First one, Barry, and then that's all he needed is a shot in the second one. But um, yeah, Jimmy Butler is on a whole different level. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because you look at his time with 76 years and stuff and how, how that all ended. And you think, man, this guy might be, you know, he might not be very good blocker and he might really take things down. That's not the case. Jimmy Butler is a great player. He plays hard out and he, he's a leader. Well, my any responds to that. That's what this player is saying. Like, hey, we don't even take it to heart what Jimmy says. We're here to push each other. We're here to win the championship. We don't take that stuff to heart. But, um, yeah, Jimmy Butler is a great dog. He's a competitor. The most controversial thing that came this game. Richard Jefferson, last night, he's a former NBA player, tweeted, Giannis might be a Pippin. There, I said it. He needs to Jordan. Basically comparing, you know, not basically, he's straight comparing Giannis on the boat. He's his last name. Giannis and Scotty Pippin saying he's the second, he should be the second guy to another player. Point out or two to go over that. And that, that started a whole thing on Twitter last night. Jalen hopped in on the conversation calling out LeBron. <laughs> and then LeBron hopped in saying, I'm not going to really keep me out of this. LeBron should have gone 0 to 30, and he's bothered by that, to be honest. LeBron's not doing that at all. <laughs> um, yeah, but with everything going on, it's unfamiliar. I don't agree with the comparison to Pippen. Just because John's is a completely different animal, obviously, but also, yeah, it'd be nice if John's had another piece or two, but. Giannis is not the sole reason. Well, that's why Scotty Pippen tweeted, I'm not Giannis. I don't have back to that season DP. He won a matter of day. It's not me. The question is, who were you as a player? Talking to Richard Jefferson because he was a little bit of a Yeah. So, yeah. it's one of those things where <laughs> you just, I don't know what Richard Jefferson was thinking. He, he, I think he was looking for some clout. He was looking for some attention. And he got it because now, I'll say, he could have tweeted this after the first game. You know, now, Giannis scored 12 points, 19 points, something like that. But that's a good case. You know, 29 points is 14 rebounds. And how does that mean? Yeah, not a bad night. No, he was minus seven. But I don't think you can blame him for that. And then with other teams playing well. Yeah, I mean, he scored 15 minutes in 23. Lopez is 16. Justin is 16. And 14 more points after 13 points. So I really don't think you can put this all on. I will say, we talked about this on my point on Tuesday. Chris Middleton ain't in it as number two. But yeah, he's a supporting, supporting, he's a great supporting guy, but they need a shooting guard or a point guard that can distribute the ball. Yeah. Here's the Jordan. Here's the take. If you're not a Christian warrior, it's Steph Jordan, Giannis, and Pippen. If Giannis wanted to do that, Jordan's a warrior, I would try it. Because that is the one last team I think he would go to. Yeah. On the other side of the break, we're going to look ahead in the NBA playoff and preview the upcoming series right here on the scoreboard. We're back to the scoreboard on WGO.com or if you send it to scoreboard on legalfm.com. We're looking into the program, Bill Mark said, while we're sitting alongside my co-host, Jacob Hillman, getting into the second thing of the hour. Mr. Hillman, we're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs. Is that correct? That is correct. I also had a guest on the phone line. Daniel from Serena. How are you doing today, Daniel? Daniel, you there? 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 Daniel
I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing good, man. Uh, let's see. NBA playoffs. What's on your mind? What's going on? Well, obviously, you guys know I'm busy with you guys. I think I work out for me. So, I took my own time. I think there were restrictions, but I think that it's a little bit better. Cardiac Kimba. I swear, I, I didn't give honestly, I didn't give Boston a chance in this series. I really thought, you know, this Raptors team is gonna fall out and make nurse bleeding away, but the stuff's gonna come out and like you say, Kimba Walker has they fall out. Yeah, uh, do you think that the Raptors have a chance to come back in this series, or is this all said and done? I think the, the chances of coming back over there, this, this will be a pretty second series. It's not everybody who needs to buy. I really think that Nurse is kind of letting his squad know, hey, like, this is semifinals, it's the conference for the two people that punch in the mouth. Um, like you said, he's also Jason Holden, young star, but he's been leader for that second series all through this year. Why? I just, they're a red hot team. I just want to know why. Why would you rather play Miami 
the Milwaukee, so not based off of Yonah Thomas the Super. That's pretty much the whole reason, but because well, I will be the Milwaukee Legends are the one team all you need. That that's been proven. They have the big crosses, the crosses, the black box. So I'll give you that. My my team has been uh, more under performance all year, but as of right now, if I were a Celtics fan, I'd rather play the Bucks. What 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 Boston's record versus Milwaukee? Boston's record against Milwaukee. I believe Milwaukee's up to one. I think they played one in the bubble. And they won in January, and I think Boston might have one game. I could be wrong, though. I'm not going to say that. Point being, I think that the Boston team, they match up well against either the Heat or the Bucks. So, I mean, I would almost rather play the Bucks because the Heat is so red hot and playing Jimmy Butler. The Bucks are two of one of the best players I've ever had. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, as a Celtics fan, I could see why you rather play the Heat. Probably the last game. 
is equal 43 points. So that, yeah, that's in five. 43 points with nine rebounds and a steal and only one turnover. 15 plus or minus. And, and he's just not going to be in that He plays without him, but not be where they're at right now. He's way, way in the world. Right. He, uh, I mean, remember, like, I said, LeBron in that game one loss. He had a triple double, but it was like a triple double. Yeah, something like that. Like, so, you, you do look at Anthony Davis. He had a scoring in that game. And it wasn't enough, but that was good at the same time. Yeah. That's what's that. And then, of course, after that, it was just over. But I will admit, though, before we go to the final series for the break, Los Angeles goes into more star presence, whether that's Rich or if it's Caldwell Pope or his name, Green, like it's really Green. They can't afford a while on the bottom of maybe, especially when they're going to get the Western Conference Finals against the Clippers, because they played the Clippers three times this year, I believe, and they won two out of three. And I think the losses are very close to the season, they kind of have no guard production at all. And that's what the Clippers have. The Clippers have guard maybe besides Kawhi and Harris. But I don't know. I think Los Angeles really needs to figure out the series, especially because tomorrow I have what guards they can they can rely on and, and hold on to and make sure they're getting some production as they can both in the fourth. But uh, final series is playoffs of the semifinals in the Western Conference where we go great. That's going to be up with the schedule. Los Angeles Clippers are going to be facing the Denver Nuggets. He just got a seven-game series hit against the Utah as well. So, Daniel, who do you like in the series? How many games and why? I'm going to go to the Clippers and the Clippers. Yeah, I don't know who's going to watch that. But, um, yeah, my thing is, I think Jokic is really going to have a good series. I think so, too. I was just about to say that, because they don't really have anybody. They still have Zubac, right, on the Clippers? Yeah. He, I think him matches him a little bit, but not as well as to defend him. But also, it's not best for him. It's going to be able to be back. They're hopeful for him to be back. He's going to be back this series. Yeah, at, at some point. But my thing with him is, if he's not back in his first game or three, I think one of those games is the field. But as soon as he gets back, it's going to be a Now, I will say, if Pat Best comes back and he sets down Jamal Murray, it's going to be a sweep. Yeah. I think that's possible. Yeah. I'm not going to I'm really not going to. The only thing I say won't happen is the Nuggets winning the series. I don't think there's a chance that happens. But I'm not really going to speak about the Clippers or if possibly going to seven games. Yeah. I don't you know. Uh, I think we know either way it's going to be LA versus LA for sure. Um, I don't think it's going to with that. What's going on with that? Is that a bad baseball? Did you know that? Did you know that? Did you know that? Did I would like to do that. I will stick with us. We'll be back with Daniel from Halloween on the other side of the break. This is Bill Larson, Jacob Norman, live on the scoreboard, WGL 9-1-1. Welcome back into the scoreboard here on Weagle 91.1 FM or WeagleFM.com. We're halfway down the show. And, you know, before we get into NFL stuff, I think Daniel White, we're going by Daniel from Halloween, by the way. And, man, this past, this past few days were pretty good for the break fans because easy sleep. Of the Boston Red Sox, they are Sox terrible. They they are. Who would be a who would be a Sox fan right now? Honestly, <laughs> so the the big news of that series was Marcelo doing a doing three home runs on Tuesday night, and the very next game, Adam Duvall does the same thing. And that that some crazy history. It's like the first time ever in back to back days he makes a hit three home runs. I think the last time he did back to back games. With Blue Jerry and Babe Ruth in the 1930s, but it's a double header. 
say it's a little different. Sometimes you already know about a pitching staff right now. David Ross, man, dude. Matt Gifford, the first baseman. Or the lead-off guy. Yeah, let's do it. David Ross is so good. He hit LeBron on the 06 cast. Yeah, like no one on there. He's more he has got not that table, but he's like, yeah. He he has a number change. He does. I don't like that idea that you think of uh and just and that's just not an actual characterization. And it's all news. Wonderful network cut and signed he's still by the Jaguars and then signed by the Buccaneers. It it is the interesting move that the Jaguars kind of made up nowhere. No one really expected it. And then the Buccaneers side, hey, it's a little super team. And that's not what they're doing. Now, several of the players are old, like Tom Brady, Rob Kowski. But I think the change is dynamic in the NFC South. It does. I really, really think that this, this, this bumps the Buccaneers up a little bit. And I know they have a state fan. How do you feel about the signing of the Buccaneers? I think it's overrated. Just like the signing of Tom Brady. Panthers 
third hand and a side side Bridgewater. It just kind of felt to me the fourth. It felt fourth and it felt like it was kind of given up. Yeah. Now, if it's a tanking strategy, I'm here for it. I am absolutely here for a little bit of tanking to uh, get triple light. If you're going to tank, you got to think right. You got to tank the trailer. You got to get that double right. Tank the trailer works for my own. They got it in. So, that's what I'm saying. Is that if this if this turns into a tanking season to get Trevor Lawrence, I'm okay with it. I would tank for Trevor or Phillips to see it. But here's the thing: defense is not looking good right now. You lost Luke Keekley. You don't have Tom Davis anymore. The defensive line is mad right now. Yes, they get killed. That's it. So, put some respect on Phillips Brown's name. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Just because that was his right. It's his first year right now. You can't expect him to do anything crazy. You never know. You never know. You know what? Defense is super positive. Like I said, the Penn State water signing to me is kind of a forceful signing. And also, I, I kind of agree with what you said about sort of giving up the Cowboys to take the future. Um, you know, Carolina may finish last, and I think they finish last. I think the three spot is perfect for Tampa Bay. It's really hard to finish the second or fourth. I don't think it's going to be hard to finish the third year. And more NFC South news, more NFC South running back news. Alvin Kamara. He is trying to get paid, and Saints are, he won't have much room to work. Yeah. They don't have a lot of money to spend. So, Daniel, what, what's your thoughts on Kamara trying to make some more money, and what do you think the Saints should do? Well, uh, obviously, I would love to see him play on it. He's got a great he's got one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, so a pair of the great offensive lines, the great running back, is usually pretty hard to stop. Saints are kind of in a bad position with Kamara. Like, you don't have much money to spend. Now, Kamara doesn't have a ton of leverage. He, he, you know, he's an important player, but Latavius Murray last year played pretty well. And you also have 
the great receiver, the receiving core with Michael Thomas leading the way. And Drew Brees is still performing at a high level, breaking records. So it's really hard to find a reason to pay Kamara a crazy amount when you don't have a lot of money to spend. And you can assume you're going to be fine without him. If you can, it's not even that weird to say also that Kamara probably could have been a lot more than it is last year. I could see the Saints doing is saying, you know what, we're going to win now. Let's, let's, let's finish the Blue off with the Super Bowl. We're going to make trades for the deadline that needs to be made. So, you know, an injury happens, the defense doesn't perform up to expectations. You make the trade, you make sure that you are set up for success in the playoffs. But in the future, it's going to be bad. You know, if you don't have any cap room, you're paying all these guys so much money that you really can't, you don't have any room to work. And the way you come in, how you kind of have Yeah, that was my heart. It kind of hurt if you're a fan because that's all you kind of ever know. Well, especially the way the last few seasons have been going. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't even like, I could not tell you to the same thing that was worth the group that had all the numbers involved. I mean, all I can think of Drew Brooks, but that, that might have been early 2000. Yeah. I, I, I think what he, he was talking about San Diego, that guy played on him. Yeah, because Nick Saban, when he was the Dolphins, said between Dante Culpepper and Drew Brees, and said Dante Culpepper, and then now it's an Alabama. Yeah. It worked out fine for Nick Saban. The Dolphins, not so much. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to see what the College football facts. On the other side of the break, we're going to preview college football, talk a little bit about what to expect this weekend because it's going to be weird. You're listening to Scoreboard on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back to Scoreboard on WGL 91.1 FM. Welcome to the live on WGLFM.com. This is the Scoreboard by Mark Sing on site. Good to have you on the phone. I'm going to show you from Marina who's been with us so far the whole show. Thank you, Jim. Final segment. Good to have you on the phone. We're going to talk about it. And David has an initial report from Twitter about possibility going on on the offensive line. Yeah, big, pretty big news because the defensive line is really inexperienced right now, and it's taking another hit. First reported by J.C. Tate is that Jonathan Miller is no longer part of Auburn's football team, and Philip Marshall, uh, he's been on a little bit, and apparently he decided to opt out of the game season after being ordered off the practice field today. So, you know, if you go on Twitter right now, he has a picture of uh, practice. But um, apparently that didn't last long because he was ordered off the, uh, off the field. And um, I excuse me, he was ordered off the field on Wednesday and he decided today to opt out. So this is a hit for the defensive line, especially with no experience there. And we'll, we'll see because he was expected to be a starter and really step up in that new role. Because he's shown flashes in, in the past few years in, 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 in garbage time. But no continuity or for the all the this year. I think, well, the biggest thing is really, I mean, like you said, you only put in all this time, so it's kind of hard to, to evaluate his performance on the field. Uh, he did get a lot of, I, I do know this specifically, the A and the freshman year, he did get a lot of playing time. Um, it's hard to evaluate his performance because of the point behind Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson and Tyler Drew Bill and, uh, you know, all the guys that are in front of him. 
the thing that hurts the most is the death, because all of them coming back to experience life, they were only like, they can't lie. I went to the I was totally one of the first last year at the defense competition, and besides that, there's nobody else there. So, it really kind of comes down to other people that really have players might have to step up. Uh, and he, or he might just come back to all the TV. Uh, and he had Marquis Burr, this guy, Terry Butler. I'm not super concerned just because of knowing how much guard or coaches and what he's going to get out of the players and all the potential they have within their their body. But, losing that lack of experience and that, that, Older players on the line to help the better guy that keeps them as well. It does hurt. Um, I would, I would definitely say that's probably the position I'm fighting the most concerned about this year. I mean, I'm yeah, I think they'll figure that out. There's plenty of talent there, but I mean, I really think it's for all results. Three positions of concern: offensive line, defensive line, and secondary. I think you got enough talent back. There. That's why I was that third. You got talent back there. Uh, and we've seen them. I think the more appropriate thing would be to the corner position. Because we know Sosa could be smoked by Dave Sherwood. Right. Um, corner would probably be Chris Tuttle and uh, Rock McCrary. Um, McCrary, man. <laughs> Did you see the video that Sosa did at Crime Dog? Yeah. Rock McCrary has been filling in Sosa very well and starting corner roll after no open hockey campaign. He's strong. The thing that they said, like, I mean, he's breaking up passes to Williams and Sport. I know. They were saying, like, his freshman year was one of the strongest people on the team with freshman. So, I know that that's not a huge deal, but still, like, it's just physicality. But, um, he lost up to Monchay. Really? Amazing. Yes, he did. Uh, Damon, what are your thoughts on the report of Cornish Miller being the other football program? And, and what do you see with you on head forward from this, this season? I'm not 
remember that just because I know all the times of death. It's very, very serious death. But they have the body there, they have one of the best physical objects in the nation, and one of the best physical objects in the nation to keep the budget in three weeks before it's like Kentucky. So I'm not sure if you can tell me that, but I do agree that this will be drawn out to a bigger deal than it actually is. Because I remember last year when Jeff was, not Jeff, when Joe, I don't know, not Joe Burrow, got the starting quarterback that even before that was him and Joe were competing uh, in three teams practice in fall camp. And after the first few games, we Joe was playing the other first team that we were, they were playing at the Burrow, and Joe was like, so what do you think about Joe not playing? Like, he was like, Joe, like, how's the competition? But like, they don't think about that kind of stuff. They think it's a competition, of course, but they just don't think like, I know that's petty, but 
Bo Nix versus Sam Howell has been a heck of a matchup. Absolutely. And it was fun to see those three sophomores go at it. And really, because I think they were kind of the features of college football. They really weren't talked about a ton last year, but you can see the potential. And I think they could take the next step, especially if that more solid play this year. Yeah. That's the phrase that we make. That's the phrase that we make. I just want to get some college football. It's all that. Wear your mask. We'll be fine. Daniel, you got anything else on your mind? Um, I'm just going back to your slide, and this is one of my really good friends with me, so I'm going to tell you that it's hard to run, and we were already playing out there that day, so it's going to be so much fun. There wasn't a lot of fun, I was really glad about that game. Yeah, we, well, our roommate Carter, he, 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 he's in the North, he's converted, yeah, but yeah, he, he was talking all before he came to Auburn, yeah, that was a fun game, uh, I'm sorry, we're going to miss it, but I mean. Anyway, thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to having you back on soon. All right. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. See you, guys. Well, that's going to do it for the school board with so much today. Anything you want to add for you? Let me know you can. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Don't be dumb. We'll be back next Thursday live at WGM 9.1 FM or WeGoFM.com if you want to stream it. If you want to go back and listen to the replay of today's show, if you missed something, you can go listen to it on all the podcast format. Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you can find it, we're on there. So go check out the scoreboard wherever you want to listen to that replay. So much to the building. Signing off. This has been the scoreboard on 91.1 FM WEGL with Jay Marks and Jacob Hillman. Join us every Thursday at 4 as Jacob and Jay cover all the happenings in sports. You can keep up with all the great shows on Weagle by streaming us on our website at WEGLFM.com and following us on Twitter and Instagram at WEGL underscore AU.